if you've been told to pull up your socks recently, then make sure it's a pair of RCR socks. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash shop. Welcome back, everybody. You're here with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on the Up Your Brave show on Reality Check Radio. And for my next interview, we're going all the way to Australia. I'm going to be talking to my friend, Michelena Knight, all about expanding your evolutionary potential. Welcome, Michelena. Thank you very much. I'm just a little bit excited. I'm so excited. By the number one, am I saying your name properly? Yes, that's great. People often say Michaela, and I just smile at them and, and just let them have that because <laughs> you know what it's like when someone says, oh, you've been saying my name wrong all this time. I'm so glad I got it right. And I love that name. It's very cool. Um, so good to have you here. And for those of you that haven't heard of or you haven't met Michelena before, she is an expansion coach, an evolutionary astrologer and business mentor with over 13 years of study and experience in personal transformation, the spiritual sciences and energy work and business. Her sacred work is a platform for women who have recognized their vision runs deeper and their calling is higher. Her mission for the leaders and who are ready to evolve their business into a multidimensional empire that can impact the world in significant ways. Oh, you sound like my type of person. Michelena unites spirituality with business for women who want to become evolutionary entrepreneurs, but aren't willing to sacrifice their success doing it. If you want to strengthen your transmissions, deepen your transformations and make money sacred, she can show you the way. Ooh, very intriguing. I like that bio. It takes a it takes a while to write a bio that you can sit back and think, yeah, that that's great. And it's been many years. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We are all constantly evolving, as you said, and you need to make sure that your introduction or your bio is a reflection of the current you. It's true, and it's it can be difficult to see yourself uh, in that simplicity that it takes to write a good bio. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's tempting to overstuff it with all of this useless information, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's an art chewing it back to have power and yet really describe what you do. Mm. And what is relevant right now. I want to start yes. things off by thanking you. I want to thank you for all of the incredible posts that you've been writing. I mean, you and I have known each other through the world of doTERRA for, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years, but specifically I wanted to commend you for the posts that you've written over the past three years of craziness and just a voice of wisdom and a voice of raw honesty um, and courage that I saw coming from you. How has it been for you the last three years? And of course, in Australia, if you want to provide any insight, like what's it been like over there? Well, I, I actually limit my posting and have so much over the last three to four years because of uh, the challenges of social media. There's that question of, is it worth this? And how relevant is this? And how is it going to impact my entire life? So I, my, um, yeah, my, my heart floods a little to receive that beautiful compliment, mm. but I've also held back a lot. And I have moments where I'm a bit like, well, I should have spoken up more. There's a lot of uh, challenges, I think, all over the world. And Australia, I think we've been a little more sheltered from that compared to other places in the world, at least where I am. But that also could be because we make alternative choices and we have very strong boundaries on that. 
So it's it's difficult to to really define if you're a person who makes alternative decisions mm-hmm. and stays away from everyone else who has gone a bit crazy with social public government agendas. Mm. So have you found for yourself, you know, because I know that with some of my friends, some people were quite vocal and I would consider myself moderately vocal, although still mm, very intentional with the way that I did or did not say things on social. But I mean, some of my friends just didn't even go there, meaning they were more focused on, and I think this is really important, um, living life in, in in a good way, you know, living in alignment, you know, focusing on the energy they're putting out to the world, not getting too um, sucked up in or um, stressed about what is going on in the world, in the bigger picture. And I'm kind of in between those things. Like I, I'm actually really good at just living my life. But for me, I still feel this need is quite a strong word, but I'm going to say it, need or desire to kind of know what's going on rightly or wrongly. Where did you fall into that? I kind of sit in the center of everywhere, leaning to whichever way, depending on what topic I am looking at. But everyone has been really vocal about health and things that are put in our bodies over the last three years, but I've actually been there. I started studying my degree in naturopathy in 2010. And when I found out that my epilepsy was caused by uh, vaccines, I started getting very vocal. And we went on a, a big journey with research and getting studies and, and all sorts of things. So by the time that the last few years happened, it was I'd, I'd done my time in that area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just really firm on my decisions. I was very firm on my opinions. And if someone came to me in combat, I stand my ground and I can fight back. That's all that Aries fight in me. I just didn't go looking for the fights at this point in time, which is not usually my style. <laughs> but as I said, I'd done it. I was yeah. just crazy to sit back and watch the world collapsing as it did. Yes. Collapsing, Mm. but awakening. I mean, so there will be a lot of people, myself included, who were fully into vaccines all the way through, like not a problem Um, until I started reflecting on, huh, that's interesting. My son went bald six months after the flu jab. Huh. When I got his medical records, darn it. He got a double dose of MMR when he was a baby by mistake, you know, so what? Okay. Before the COVID thing, I was like, never even thought about it, honestly. Um, and now I have 180 on that. I am like, never, ever in a million years for a million dollars could I ever be co- coerced to have another vaccine of any type. So there's a lot of people like me that have really just done the the 180. Um, and then there's people like you, you were already on that path. Yeah. I mean, my son hasn't been vaccinated at all because of what happened to me. And like I've had varying opinions. People have been really accepting. Others have been really upset. I get the impression that they want to keep their kids away from my kid. It's not something that we've gone out there to publicly shout out to the mm-hmm. world. Um, although I stand proud in the decision we've made. People say, you can have trouble with schools. We never have. Like all of the problems people claimed we would have, we didn't have any of them. He's been around some of these illnesses that, he would have been protected from. Uh, he's never been on antibiotics and he's 11 years old. Okay. He only went to the doctor for the first time about six months ago and that was just to get his name on the books. So, yeah, we we have not been convinced that 
our child has ever needed one. If any, he's thrived because he yeah. hasn't had them. And so we went into COVID with very, very firm opinions and boundaries on what we were, we wouldn't, wouldn't do. And luckily we had that beautiful, very abundant stream of income coming in. So we weren't financially impacted by mm. restrictions that were put in place, but we would have just accepted a reduction in lifestyle to avoid this because once I've made up my mind, it's very, very difficult to shift it. Yeah. Just so you know, everyone, like you've got to be pretty convincing. And uh, yeah, I had bad, bad vibes from uh, this whole thing from the moment I became aware of it. It was February 2020. I think mm-hmm. things started going down. Mm. To look at it from a broader perspective, I think, you know, if you're a person like you, and there'll be a lot of people out there who are in this boat who 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 is very grounded in who you are. You know, if you're a person who knows, you know, who you are, what you stand for, what you will not stand for, you know what I mean? Like you'll get in the ring if you need to on certain issues, but you're not going to go, you know, living in there. Um, I think that, you know, that is amazing. I think there are a lot of people who realized that they don't really know what they stand for. And they don't, they've just been kind of doing a little bit of what they were told maybe their whole life or recently. And I think there will be a lot of people realizing those things and hopefully revisiting or re um, connecting with what they are actually about and what they do stand for and what they won't tolerate going forward. I would, I'm hopeful on that. Yeah. I think what's happened is that our natural cadence of society like just do the things you're supposed to do, just go along the path that you're supposed to go along to. That's doing that without question because it's always been done and your parents have done that, your grandparents have done that. Everyone's just following the same cycles, which isn't always a bad thing. But what's happened in the last three, four years has created some, yeah, disruption. And people, a lot more people have stopped going, huh, is this really how I want to be living my life? Should I be just doing this without question? Should there be more to know about this? I think it's it's got a lot of people asking questions that they never have or people questioning their life and their direction in a way they never have. It's as challenging as it has been and I do recognise that we have had things a lot better here. I think it's it's caused people to stop and reflect and all right, well, what is it I'm actually doing in this life? Mm-hmm. What is it that I want to be doing? And, uh, yeah, I think the governments have done a, quite a bit of damage because vaccine uptake is dropping significantly. So while they thought they could, uh, anyway, yeah, there's going to get a p- bit political if I keep going down that No, path. I agree with you. And that's like what mm. I was saying about the 180. There'll be a lot of people mm. who, you know, we're not just hesitant. We're defiantly opposed now. <laughs> Yeah, and that's where I think that the governments didn't predict the kind of damage they were doing, trying to make the money, trying to push these um, treatments on people because it's not even just about the vaccines. It's about, well, how can I support myself naturally? How can I move away from the medical industry? Mm -hmm. How can I treat this thing without all of these drugs that I've been told to take? So, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of regret from the the leaders. Oh, yeah, the leaders um, who have been trying to decide what we should be doing with our lives. Yeah, I'm just well, that person who's always said, no, nope, I'm trying not to spit here, but um, 
It's difficult. I was like, no, I will not be told what to do. I want to make my own mind up. I'm a detective. I go in search of answers. I look beneath the layers. I am very good at creating and following trails on Google. And even if I don't have the right questions to ask, I will just Google what I can until I go, okay, here's the thing I need to type in. So I'm pretty relentless in the pursuit of truth and reality. Mm. I love that about you. And a lot of people aren't, you know, they're like, ah, you know, I can't be bothered like looking it up. I'm sure it's fine. Why would they promote it if it wasn't? And that's, that's fine. I'd love to move on um, to really dive into this topic of evolutionary potential. And I love that in your bio that you're an expansion coach. I think that's amazing. So let's talk about what do you mean by evolutionary potential? What is that? How can we get some? <laughs> it's such a big concept to to narrow down into one sentence and how I want to describe it shifts depending on who I'm speaking to and the circumstances I'm in. But for my whole life, I have sensed that I came to this world with big work to do, big vision, big message. I grew up in very what I consider a small place in Tasmania and I just knew I didn't belong there. Mm. So even without being conscious of it, I've been on this mission to really uncover what is it I'm capable of? What am I designed to create? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? What powers do I have that have been undiscovered? Like what magic exists below the surface, like the deepest aspects of my core. And my my belief is that we all come to this earth, into this life with this evolutionary potential that we may or may not discover. And that is what we use to create our life and our legacy. We can avoid that. We can move away from that. We can close ourselves into little boxes, wrap trauma around ourselves till we can't move, or we can go on a spiritual quest to really discover who we are and what we're capable of, not just at the surface, but in the deepest, darkest, most powerful parts of us at our core. So we're all capable of so much more than we realize even those who are really in that journey of empowerment, we know, we, we move forward with that, that feeling that there is more, more, more. And uh, yeah, I've got a lot to say on that topic of more as well. We're being told that we shouldn't want more, mm. but those who want to feel that calling will go in search of more. I do feel like more and more people, I because those questions you were asking yourself, I'm like, I have asked myself those questions as long as I can remember. I think more and more people are starting to ask those questions. I love how you talk about evolutionary potential. We, so much synergy. I talk about IP, which is impact potential, uh, and the potential we have, each person and everyone does, to have extraordinary impact in the world. Um, but I think more and more people are starting to ask them, you know, ask that question, what am I here for? What positive impact can I have in the world? Um, and it's exciting. It's an exciting time, even though it's a chaotic time. Do you agree? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, so much chaos. I mean, I, I just look at all the things happening in the world as a symptom of something that is inherently wrong with society and wrong within us. And if we just keep going down these crazy paths and really nurturing 
disconnect and attachment and distortion and delusion, things are going to get a lot worse. But I feel like what really we're craving is that, that connection, that alignment, that access to our truth. So many humans are locked out of themselves. Mm-hmm. And even those who are claiming to set people free are actually pushing people into places of pain and trauma. Mm-hmm. It's one thing I cannot stand about this world right now is that uh, women are saying, oh, I'm empowering you because look how disempowered you are. I don't accept that. Like telling someone they're disempowered and oppressed to write, to elevate them, that's that's just, that's wrong on so many levels. So I get fired up about what it really is to access those evolutionary potentials, the things that our soul brought us here to do and create and achieve. And I also notice there's a lot of judgment on what people want and desire. There's a lot of even judgment. I I talk a lot about women because I'm a woman and I work with women, but the the determination to take us to a different place, disregarding beautiful aspects of life like motherhood and to become career women. I feel like I'm getting a bit off track here, but I, I'm going to jump in. I remember a post yeah. you did like about, I don't know, let's say a month or, ago or something. And it was around like, hey, is anyone else sick of hearing about these, you know, earn six figures, blah, blah, like the usual business marketing message. Like we've, we've outgrown that. Haven't we evolved past it? And I love that post. Can you, can you riff on that? Oh, I just, I think that, where do I want to start with this? That Oh, there's so many ways, so many layers to this. So I think there's a lot of people out there who desperately want attention for and to be recognized rather. Let's use that term. It's a it's a little less um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a little less uh fructious. Um, but if people want to be recognized and there's trends, you will see yourself like on in the world of online business and coaching, there are trends. People just gravitate towards immediately. Like the blueprint, right? Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> the formulas and yeah. the rules. And suddenly everyone seems to gravitate to this one thing that seems to work for that one person. And then the next year, everyone's teaching it and charging thousands of dollars for programs on it. And I think that that has been a way to grab people's attention. Look how much money I can make because, oh, so many, so many lies to this as well. It's like money is a catalyst or is seen as a way to fulfill unmet needs. And uh, yeah, someone, I've seen people pay thousands of dollars for programs based on, you can make this money by doing this eight-week experience with me. So of course, everyone jumps on, runs into that current and it's working, it's working until we're all like, I'm so sick of this. Mm -hmm. Can we have some depth? Can we have some substance? So that's where I was at. It's like, I don't care about Six figures, like, uh, uh, well, that's that's not. I, I am. I've got lots of Taurus in me. I want money. I want to be wealthy. I want luxury. But to just reduce it down to a number of Ks, I, I think we are moving into a place where people are just kind of done with all these false promises that happen in the business world. Mm, there's a lot of them. 
One of the things I'm noticing and moving more towards, well, I've always been about it. I've always talked about co-opetition versus competition. And I, even my coaching club, I recently re-evolved it to be a collaborations club. And that feels so in alignment for me. That is absolutely what I do. Of course, I love coaching people and I'm happy to coach them around the visibility opportunities and the collaborations that we create. But for me, it's like bringing people together for connection, but to therefore then collaborate on like an online course that they might do together or retreat that they might run together. That lights my fire. And I feel like a lot of women are moving more towards that collaborate. They're just craving the collaboration. And one of the women said, you know, individually we are powerful, but when we collaborate, we're potent. And I was like, great at collaborating. I love that. You're not. (laughs) No, no. It it depends. I'm like, I want to do it my way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've got a lot of Aries fire. I've got a, a triple. I want to talk basement. about your about the astrology in a moment. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So Aries are known as competitive, <laughs> as fiery, as intolerant, and uh, yeah, that's some of the shadow patterns of of that sign. So uh, in the esoteric astrology teachings, I've just been learning. William Meader, who's incredible, he describes Aries as like, if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to get up and I'm going to lead myself there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what, yeah, I, I do. It's like, okay, here's, here's a place where no one's going. This is where we should be going. I'll yeah. go here. And then people will see how great that is and they'll move in that direction as well. I kind of felt like I did that. In but I got to jump in. That is also manifesting generator. You know, like, you know, just you do you. You are here to light up by doing what you love and people will see how radiant and amazing and then they'll want to do it. You're not necessarily here to tell them what to do. So, I mean, it's, you made it, you know, you were like, I don't, I'm not really good at playing with other people. It's like, you just do what lights you up and what you're here for. And then other people will be inspired to do that for themselves, which is exciting. Yeah. So I I can work with other people, but uh, trying to make decisions in groups and things. I'm that person who's sitting there going, it doesn't, it's not going to work that way. Or I know better. I know better. Listen to me. (laughs) Can I ask you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to, um, in terms of astrology. So I'm a Libra and I don't know a lot about astrology. I know they talk about the balance and whatever. Um, I don't know. Any comments? Libra is, uh, well, I think for all of the astrological teachings out there, they're a bit mundane. I talk, I talk about mundane astrology, which is where most of us start and which is why we don't get excited about it. But right. Libra, it's not just about harmony and balance. It's what it takes to actually get your relationships, the world to balance. And this is why I call Libra uh, the archetype of the mediator at the human level, but it's the archetype of the liberator Ooh, at the soul that level. sounds better. Yeah, because Libra will get in there and liberate people of injustices and release others from the things that keep them trapped in imbalance and in chaos and conflict. So, yeah, there's so much more to astrology than what people see out there Mm -hmm. in the world. The same stuff circulating on social media every year, every Mercury retrograde, everything that happens in the astrology world's is is just a repeat of what people said six months ago, 12 months ago. So astrologically yeah. in your view, what is there anything we should be aware of at the moment currently? And as we record this, we are literally going to put it out in about a week. So let's just say um, you know, m- late November. What are we um so anything we should be aware of? Any astrology tips? 
Well, I've I've just been writing the uh, guide that I'll be sharing in a few weeks uh, for next year's astrology, and we have got some really big ones. Uh, the eclipses this year were wow, powerful, powerful. So we had an Aries eclipse earlier this year, solar eclipse, and we've got another Aries eclipse coming up next year. So we are just in this big journey of self-discovery, of like really unlocking those inner potentials, of the, the recalibration of our identity. So from that spiritual, personal perspective, like we're in that right now. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much to, to explore around that, but I feel like that's probably the most important one for those who are really in action to do big things in their life. Now is that time to be asking those questions. Who am I? What do I want to do? What am I ready to do? What am I willing to do? What am I open for? All those questions. It's very much about I right now because it's the I that leads to the and we. Mm. Okay. So for our listeners, we would love to know, ask yourself these questions. What am I ready to do? What am I willing to do? What am I here for? You can send us a text if you want to share, or just let us know what's resonating for, for you from what we've discussed so far as we talk about expanding your evolutionary potential. I'm talking to Michelena Knight, and you can send us a text, 2057 on the text, or if email is more your vibe, inbox at realitycheck.radio. What I do, if you guys don't know, is I usually read out some of the messages from my audience at the start of my show. Um, so if you catch us pretty much at 10 o'clock on the Friday, you're going to hear some of the messages read out. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the evolutionary potential. Are you able to share any specific, I don't know, exercises or strategies? I'm not sure if that's the right word, uh, but anything that if someone's sitting here going, well, I really do want to expand more into my evolutionary potential, like how do I even get that ball rolling? What would you say? Well, there's a two-part process with this. I mean, there's many layers. I talk about layers and dimensions all the time, but there's really the two-part process. There's the inner work and the external action. And we need those inner shifts to be able to create what we want in the external world. Everything we have in our external world comes from how we feel, what we think, uh, and our drives from within. So I, I offer a model that I've been taught from the earliest days when I was studying occult and esoteric teachings is as I think, so I feel, then I act. Like everything that we do begins with a thought. So we need to learn to become the observers of our thoughts, of our impulses, of our patterns, and being able to look back and go, is this who I want to be? Is this what I want to do? Because I think there is an interesting dynamic in the world where it's just own who you are. Be okay with that. You're, everything's fine. You don't need to apologize for that. And that is actually trapping us in our own shadow patterns okay. <laughs> because we're being told this is good. This is who you are. Be okay with that. But at the same time, we have the world reducing us into diagnosis of trauma to to keep us stuck so there's this dynamic of own who you are even those parts of you that you don't like but you're like this because you are so traumatized by the things that happened to you when you're a child so this is about actually having an honest expression of yourself like 
is this how I want to show up in the world? Is this who I want to be? Is this the effect that I want to have on people? And then start working through those different dimensions of what is keeping you stuck, your obstacles, your emotional uh, debris, the the wounds, the, the beliefs, all of those things start coming off when you start aiming yourself towards a greater, more fulfilling life. So I always say business is uh, the most uh, powerful spiritual journey because the moment you decide you want something more, you want to have success, up comes all the things that are blocking your journey. So it's it's really about looking at what's coming up each day and like facing it, not just running away from it. I like to run away. I, I had to do something recently where I had to face some stuff that I didn't like very much. But this is where that courage comes in the strongest is actually looking at yourself and going, is this me? Is this who I want to be? That's that's the hardest thing, looking at your own obsidian mirror. <laughs> it's tough. Mm. But not getting stuck in it and not residing. Well, that's just who I am and that's how it is. Like, we, Do we have the power to shift how we show up and who we are? Oh, absolutely. But this is where the detective comes in, getting down to the roots of the roots. Oh, the world is a bit obsessed with the shadow work right now. I think there's a lot of women, particularly women in the coaching and healing industry who focus on the trauma and the shadows and the pain. The challenge with that is going down and down and down and down into your own um darkness shadow is that we we just keep finding more more and more and more whereas one of the astrology um, guides that i follow she says that if you focus on the positive traits the negative ones tend to disappear so i like both of those concepts Mm -hmm. actually facing the things that are coming up at the time but not going in and going looking for them so if you are aiming for growth, things will come up to meet you. You don't right. need to give up your entire life to go in search of the things that may or may not be keeping you stuck at this point in time. So if you're willing to grow, if you're willing to cross your edges, then you will meet the things mm-hmm. that are coming up that are blocking you. And this is where the positive traits come in. It's like, well, all right, I am throwing massive tantrums right now. <laughs> so I'm good at that. All that air is in me. Are these massive tantrums? I'm being really aggressive and I am moving into combat with everyone I know. What is that masking? Mm. There's a passion there. What is this passion for? Like, how is it being expressed? Is it being expressed in really supportive, helpful ways? And that's where the shift can happen. It's not going, oh, I feel this way. I'm such a bad person. It's going, all right, what is this? in a powerful expression, empowered expression versus that uh, one of pain and limitation. So really taking that stance of like inquiry and curiosity rather than judgment, like, oh gosh, I shouldn't get angry. Here I go again, losing my, you know, (laughs) throwing my toys. It's like, huh, interesting. I'm doing it again. What is that about what's behind it? Are you asking those types of questions? Yeah, I think it's it's not so much I shouldn't be getting angry. It's more like why am I getting angry? Yeah. And how did this make me so angry? Because uh, I, I was listening to a lecture on someone talking about the why. Why, why, why? 
And I used to be very passionate about the why. Why does this happen? Why? But she was describing that why is a dead end question because having a why is not actually the catalyst for change. Like, well, how did I get there? How is this happening? Then you can trace it back and change it from its origin. So I just like that. I thought that I would throw that in there. It's like, how did this make me so angry? It's like, this person did this. I, I use the example of husband leaving his boots on the floor. You're just coming in, kicking his shoes off in the middle of the floor. You've just cleaned it and something splits inside you and you just want to unleash. <laughs> and then actually tracing that back and going, I feel like I'm being rejected right now. He's rejecting my my needs. He doesn't care about me right now because he didn't consider that I cleaned the house today. We make these experiences mean so very much when actually he's tired, he just kicked his shoes off and wasn't even thinking about us in that moment. So, yeah, we make things so complex when if we just asked a question, everything would just fall away and we'd be over it in three seconds. Mm. Expression is so interesting. I was listening to something recently and they were talking about self-expression. I think this was Richard Barrett as well, who talks about um, evolutionary intelligence. And he was talking about how women specifically were really good at sacrificing our self-expression, which might mean, you know, speaking our truth or whatever. But in his context, it was talking about by saying what we need. And you remember when the kids are young, we put ourselves last, like under the dog in terms of priority when they're little, right? And then as they grow older, well, mine are in the teen ages. You know, my daughter is 17 today. So, and as they get older, you know, and then we've got the ailing parents. We're more in that kind of sandwich stage where once again, we're kind of not putting our needs priority. And he was saying, you know, woman, here's the thing. If we, if you continue to sacrifice your self-expression, you are inviting health problems in the form of thyroid issues and breast cancer. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think men and women both have ways of masking things. Men are a lot more aggressive. That doesn't necessarily mean violent, but aggressive. And women are a lot more emotional. We're just wired that way. And uh, Jordan Peterson talks about the difference between the way males and females mm. cope with their, their anger and frustrations and energy. And he talks about how women are a lot more agreeable. We've got a, a lot more, we're inclined to try and be kind versus just tell it like it is and confront people and say what we See, mean. I have a lot of masculine energy. So my natural state is all those man things you're talking about. Mm. Yeah. it's I, I see it as more feminine, masculine versus yeah. male, female. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And those, that masculine energy is a lot more direct, like, they will do whatever that it takes to get out there and get what they need. They're more likely to anyway. Whereas women, even those who claim they're empowered, they just are like, oh, I've got to be kind. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Whereas, yeah, the masculine is, doesn't care as much about people's feelings and just wants to get the job done. So we <laughs> trying to be kind and not to offend anyone and not to upset anyone, uh, we can get ourselves in big trouble. <laughs> In avoidance of conflict, we actually end up creating more of it. That's of right. And quite often, yeah, we yeah. stuff the emotions down. That's then, then that becomes a health problem. But we're not very good at it because when something disrupts us, then we absolutely unleash and project all of our emotions and resentment and frustrations and 
rejection onto the poor person standing in front of us. Or we become passive aggressive and expect others to be able to understand what we're not saying. Humans are strange. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're an odd species. <laughs> and that, that loops us back to the self-expression because an empowered person, I imagine, would be able to recognize how they feel to then hopefully voice in some way what they, what they need or, um, because anger, I believe, is when we're not getting, we're not, we're not being listened to or we're not being heard. But the problem is so often we're not actually saying what we want. So that's that passive aggression. It's like, well, he should be able to read my mind. He should know that I want flowers or whatever. Or um, we do this with our girlfriends as well, but we're yeah. not even willing to ask the questions. Like, did you mean it like that? And this is my, me and my husband have been together since we were 17. Wow. And we've worked on our communication for a very long time. So rather than me just get frustrated or angry or snap at him for something that I perceive he's doing. I'll be like, well, what happened there? Did you mean that? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. And we, we talk now versus just unleash on each other. And sometimes I'll just say, look, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Get out of my space. I don't want to project on you, but I'm feeling like I could at any second. <laughs> and we exit each other's space when yeah. we need that. So it's communication. But <laughs> I think we've had that message drummed into us of don't upset anyone. Don't offend anyone. Be kind, be kind, be kind. Oh gosh, and- that's a real trigger word for a lot of Kiwis, the kind word, <sighs> because our prime minister used to say it a lot. So we. <laughs> it's just kind is valued over strong. Mm. And I, I did a post, I'm not, I can't remember how long ago it was now. And there was quite a lot of reactivity to it actually about choosing to be strong versus kind. I bet you should be kind. There was a lot of those kind of responses. It's like, but you're going to offend anyone. Just by breathing, you will offend some people. So would you rather draw from your strength to create actual change or would you rather suppress that power, that passion, that excitement, that drive to validate someone in their emotions, keep them stuck and keep everyone happy, which you can't do anyway? So I get very, very fired up over this because I think, Even those women who claim to be empowered are still expecting kind versus strong. Mm. And uh, it's like if you're going to say it like it is, you're going to upset someone and you're the worst person in the world. If you're going to talk realities when someone wants to live in their emotional delusions, then you are the worst person in the world. But I, I, yeah, I I came up with a term with one of my coaches called ruthless compassion. (laughs) Sometimes we need to speak truths to actually create change and make people feel better, even if they don't like it in the moment. So I want to encourage women to draw from strength rather than trying to please everybody and not offend everybody because this world, the currency of this world right now is offense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's not getting us anywhere good. And if we do it away from our evolutionary potential, that's yeah. I was just going to ask you that because if we feel, if we're the one that's getting offended, it's like, we can now ask the question like, huh, that's interesting. Like, how how am I getting offended by that? What is that? And then we can evolve rather than digressing. So I love some of the phrasing you've been sharing with us earlier. You talked about how you're relentless in the pursuit of truth. I love that. Um, and also ruthless compassion. And I think like that's something that's that's needed sometimes. Lacking. Yeah. Um, we have to face 
what we offer the world as well. So I was just with my beautiful sister and we have an unwritten pact that we will confront each other with our own stuff. Trying really hard not to Are swear. you guys twins or not twins? <laughs> Pardon? Are you twins or no? But people think we are. We look very similar, but no, not twins. We're threes. Okay. Well, I have two but, sisters, but we're we're you know we're not triplets. <laughs> yeah, people have confused us at conventions. They've right. walked up to her and said, "Hey, um, it's it's been interesting. Yeah, we sound the same too, apparently." But she said some things that she witnessed in me that were hard. Like I got really upset. I I was crying in this cafe because like they they cut deep, but. I didn't blame her. I knew she was speaking true. Mm. So I'm exploring that desire to just get up and run away yeah. and like really acknowledging my my urge to blame her and go mad at her for upsetting me, like just witnessing all of these things happening within me at once. Mm. But what was important was like, am I really showing up like this? Yes. Yes, I am. Noticing my desire to defend myself, but also asking myself the question, do I want to change? Because if I do, then me lashing out at person reflecting this back to me indicates that I don't. I just want to stay the same. So we need to get very skilled Mm -hmm. at, yeah, reflecting, observing, experiencing, asking questions. It's a process. What a gift. To have someone in your life, sister or friend or whoever that can, or partner that can come to you and say, listen, I'm going to share this with you. It might, you know, you know, it might trigger something, but I thought, you know, I want to share it. And you were, so that's amazing that you've got that relationship or you've come to that point in your relationship. Uh, yeah. And it's learning to be willing to listen and actually explore, like, is this person right? And if they're not, then I, there's no reason to be upset. There's no reason because they're saying something that's not real. Mm. And that's that's their projection or that moment of is this real and is this who I want to be? That That's the powerful shift. That's yeah. where you can actually go, all right, this is happening. I'm showing up this way. Where is this coming from? What's hiding underneath it? And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful moment where you go, oh, this is what's wanting to come through. But because I'm afraid, it's projecting like this. So mm-hmm. it's... It's it takes learning. And this is what I think when people talk about emotional intelligence, it's not just going, well, I feel sad. It's going through that process of, or I feel sad, but what is that really? And what what is it masking, et cetera, et cetera. So this is where evolutionary potential is born. It's behind all of that junk and conditioning we've been <laughs> collecting throughout our lives. Yeah, and our backpack is quite full at this point of junk and yeah. things we've been collecting. But it's heavy, and most people numb out on it. It takes a very brave human to actually stop and go, hmm, yeah, I'm ready. Let's face this. Amazing. What, a, what an interesting topic. I love it so much. I'd love to ask you a few questions that I ask all of my amazing guests. What is something you've done in the last year where you've truly upped your brave? Oh, I feel like it, it's around what I've just been sharing. Like I've been on a journey of personal transformation for a very long time, but it was to some level still in avoidance. So I've I've had to make a commitment. Like, what is it that I actually want to do with my life? Do I want to move my business forward? Do I want to increase my impact? 
And what do I need to do to be able to achieve that? So I had the option of either releasing myself from the pressure of moving into legacy work and just being, just not going there. Uh, But I have made that commitment and Mm -hmm. all those things have come. So I'm just sorting through all of that emotional drama now. (laughs) That is Mm. exciting. Well, you are here for legacy work. Uh, What about the bucket list? Is there anything specific that you'd love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we can possibly help you with? It's such a multidimensional question. I mean, I always wanted to go to Scotland. (laughs) There's there's that aspect. But I guess the... What do you think that's about? Why Scotland? Oh, I don't know. I've just always had this affinity with Scotland. Yeah. Uh, But I have recently discovered that Part of my ancestry is there. So, yeah. Um, Do you listen Solomon to Mark Island. Atwood by any chance? Mark Atwood, he's in Scotland. No, no. Look him know. up on Rumble. He's great. Oh, it's got that that sexy Scottish accent. Well, so. I mean, he's, he's he's a freedom truther person, so it's he's, he's okay. Yes, right. he does have I, that accent. I could listen to that accent all day. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of physical stuff. It's just in the forefront of my mind that I want to go to Scotland. But I think personally my my life's mission has always been to live my mission. <laughs> that's that's always look, I'm a mother and they those those boxes are ticked. But to be honest, my my mission has always been my greatest calling. So yeah, just like what's next with that? What's mm-hmm. next? What's next? I don't think I'm ever gonna stop asking that question. Yeah, it's exciting. And when you do ask that, sometimes then the universe can bring you invitations and opportunities. Yeah. And you may not always like what you're going to get, but it always leads to something better. <laughs> what What is coming up for you? I mean, other than possibly Scotland, what is coming up for you in the next six months and how can people connect with you online? Well, I'm making quite a big shift in what I'm offering the world. I, I do astrology experiences. I don't do readings as such. My mm. My offers are very different, but I've just decided that I need to step up and actually teach others how to do this and and teach people how to use astrology in their lives and their businesses to take them towards the the life that they are really craving. Um, So that's what's next, really. That's what my focus is going to be over the next six to 12 months and onwards. Mm. Time to really start building the legacy again. And people are really interested. They're starting to be more interested in things like astrology. So it's a great timing. How can people find you on Instagram or Facebook or your website? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, my website isn't very exciting right now. It's under construction. And so I'll be, well, a new one is being slowly birthed. Uh, but uh, yeah, Nicolene and I, you can look me on my Facebook and Instagram. I'm easy to find because I, as far as I'm aware, the only Nicolina. All right, we're going to spell it for everybody. So it's M I K. Ooh, is it A L E N A? A L E N A. Yes. Okay. So Michelena Knight with a K N I G H T on Instagram and on Facebook. Amazing. So good. So just, All right. Before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Oh, I don't. I think there's a lot of things I could share, but you probably have all noticed. I can talk a lot <laughs> about all the things I've asked. So I'll just. I'll be quiet now. (laughs) Well, it's been amazing to chat with you. Where are you in Australia? 
I'm on the Sunshine Coast right now. Um, being been in a few different places, but this is where we've settled. I'm getting restless. I have always wanted to move to America. Um, so we'll see what happens with that in the future. Actually, that's something you can add to my bucket list to okay. live in America. Mm. So, hey, if anyone has connections for Scotland or USA, um, opportunities, you know, conferences, whatever it might be for Michelena, get in touch with her. And, you know, my husband is from, well, he's born in the UK, but he grew up in Adelaide. Ah. So, you know, we've got the Australian thing going on too. And you're in New Zealand? I am, yeah, yeah, I am a Kiwi by genetics, but I grew up in Canada. And yes, I live in New Zealand. Yes, all these countries that we are in have come from very interesting places right now. (laughs) That's right. And I do feel like, you know, in terms of life mission, I feel like we end up where we're meant to be for what we're here to do in the world. So I think there was a reason why I came for quote unquote one year. And stayed for 27 so far. And same thing. I mean, you know, maybe you will go to Scotland and and there's a reason and a timing about why you're meant to go. So let's see what unfolds. Oh, America, I would move there tomorrow if an opportunity opened up. I had uh, my astrocartography done, which is locational astrology. Mm -hmm. They find your power places. And of all places, my power places are Florida and Texas. So, yeah, I I, am. It'd be very interesting to see what would happen to my life if I was to just up and leave and, and go there with my family, of course. I would never just, yeah, abandon my life and go off my own. Although it is tempting. <laughs> it is tempting for a holiday. Well, let's see what arises. Thank you so much, Michelena, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Loving what you're hearing? Well, the establishment hates it. And right now, they're conjuring up new ways to try and censor RCR. To ensure you never miss a beat of the hard-hitting news you've come to know and love, make sure you're on the RCR mailing list. Get connected now at realitycheck.radio forward slash email.